This is the Best of the Adam Gold Show podcast, brought to you by Coach Pete at Capital Financial Advisory Group. Visit us at CapitalFinancialUSA.com. The day, the game that Carolina Panthers fans have potentially been dreading more than any other on the schedule. It is the rookie quarterback bowl. C.J. Stroud has played, arguably, maybe better than anybody could have expected at the beginning of this season for the Houston Texans. They've won some games. He has looked every bit the part of a future franchise quarterback. And Bryce Young, I think not necessarily through any fault of his own, has not. Maybe it's the coaching staff. Maybe it's the pieces around him, but I don't recognize any of the pieces around C.J. Stroud. Jonathan Alexander covers the Houston Texans, and he joins us on the Adam Gold Show. Uh, my friend, nice to uh, nice to have you on. Hope you're enjoying life in Houston. We miss you here. Um, talk to me about C.J. and what, what he has done well so far. Yeah, what's up, Adam, man? It's good to, good to be back on the show, man. Um, I'm glad to be talking this game. But, yeah, C.J., is, what's he done well is, you know, first it started with, you know, how he kind of, uh, yeah, he kind of rallied this team. This team was was one of the worst offenses in the league last year. He comes in and he's throwing the football uh, accurately, deadly accurately, uh, hitting his receivers in in stride uh, with precision. You know, I was talking to uh, Dan Orlowski uh, a few weeks ago, and he said, you know, on film he looks kind of like Joe Burrow. This is before the season. This mm-hmm. is after the preseason. And he's done nothing but that. Um, he's top before the bye week. He was top five in the NFL in passing yards, and he's doing this without a running game. Um, so he's instilling a belief in his team, and he's making the throws necessary uh, to be a great NFL quarterback. He he can hit at all levels, short, intermediate, and long passes. And um, um, he's the reason. He's the, one of the biggest reasons why the Texas is three and three. Uh, this year after they finished three thirteen and one last year. <laughs> uh, yeah. And they got the, uh, the second pick in the draft. And sometimes that takes a little pressure off the guy who was selected second. And I'm not saying that maybe is why, um, but there's also a chip on the shoulder for a guy like CJ who maybe thought that he should have been the first pick. What is his personality like? Yeah. I, I think that's a huge thing, right? Um, the number one pick always uh, has the most pressure uh, to live up to the hype. And I think CJ thought he should have been the number one pick, but he's always thought that way. That's that's his mindset. Uh, you talk to people around him who knew him kind of growing up in high school. He's one of those guys who, oh, you don't believe in me? Let me prove you wrong type of guys. And and his whole, his whole life, like even in high school, he was number two to Bryce Young. Um, and uh, well, number three technically to, in the in the L.A. area to Bryce Young and and DJ. Uh, how do you pronounce DJ's last name? Uyunglele. Yeah, <laughs> he, was, he, he was he was number three to those guys, um, and um, and he was always an afterthought. And he didn't really prove he didn't really get a chance to really prove himself to get scholarship offers until his senior year when he went to the Elite Eleven camp. He was a um, he was a late entry because DJ DJ uh, got hurt. And they put him in this elite eleven camp for the top quarterbacks in the country, and he won MVP. Uh, so he wasn't even supposed to be there. So all his 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 life, he's been the underdog, and he's wanted to prove people wrong, and and he's getting a chance to do that, and he's doing that in his NFL career too. 
At John M. Alexander, J-O-N-M Alexander on Twitter. Jonathan Alexander covers the Houston Texans. Uh, and so here, here's what's funny to me about C.J. Stroud. And this, I guess, is how the the position has evolved. In in years past, it would have been, well, we're not sure. He's he's a great athlete, but we're not sure he's uh, uh, that he could throw enough. C.J. Stroud, the knock on C.J. Stroud was, well, we know he can throw. <laughs> we're not sure he's mobile enough to yeah. uh, to play quarterback in the NFL. I mean, he didn't show it a ton during the regular season last year. He showed it in the bowl game. Um, mm-hmm. And maybe that's just, I don't want to run. I don't. If I don't have to run, I don't want to run. I want to throw. And if you had the weapons that he had at Ohio State, I wouldn't have run either. Yeah. I mean, you hit the nail on the head. Yeah, well, yeah. Marvin Harrison, <laughs> a junior. Chris Olave. Um, uh, he had... Garrett he Wilson. Had, <laughs> yes. Exactly. Like he had literally um, guys who probably all four of the guys are probably going to be all pros at one point in their NFL career if they yep. continue on the channel. That's how good those guys are. Garrett Wilson and um, a guy from Seahawks who's going to be good. I, I can't remember his I name. I don't remember right his name either. Yeah, recently drafted. He didn't even <laughs> play last year. But he just has guys you could just throw in, and he didn't need to run. He he said, I didn't need to, I didn't need to run because I had guys who were. Consistently open. It was a, almost a pick your poison type of thing. Uh, so when uh, got to the Georgia game, he decided to expand his uh, what he was able to do, and, and he showed that he can make plays on the run. And he carved up Georgia, and mm-hmm. if not for that missed field goal by somebody who we know dearly from North Car- for, formerly played from North Carolina, Noah Ruggles, um, <laughs> you know, good kid. But if not for that missed field goal. CJ might have been in the national championship game and could have won, um, but yeah, CJ Stroud is just—he—he uh, he can basically do it all. And even though he's not super fast, he does make plays with his legs and, and extends plays, and he can make any throw uh, that you ask him to make. Yeah, you don't have to be fast; you just need to be able to buy time. Um, yeah, uh, the all the I, I, look. I know the the Tom Brady the five one or whatever in the forty time is legendary at this point. Uh, but Brady could move in the pocket and buy himself some time. And if he needed to run to make a play, he did it. C.J. Stroud can do that as well. What role John Alexander from uh, Houston is joining us covers the Texans. What role does D'Amico Ryan's a first year head coach play in all of this? Uh, he plays in a, a, a tremendous role. Um, you know, I wrote about this uh, this morning. Um, he changed the culture of this franchise. There was no, there was little belief in this Texans franchise prior to him getting there. People wondered where the Texans were heading. They hadn't had a winning season in three years, and now he has them believing that it's quite possible. They've won already matched their win total from last year. They're three and three, and they won and two of the wins. Uh, came in dominated fashion against teams who were playoff caliber, Pittsburgh Steelers and the Jacksonville Jaguars, who yep. are rolling right now. Um, and he implemented a physical style. He he told them when he came here he wanted them to be physical and to go after the ball, and they're doing that. And and D'Amico had a reputation in San Francisco, and um, he had the league's number one defense, mm-hmm. and they were hard-nosed, one of the best defenses ever. And so, you know, the players were willing to listen to him, and he, he also – previously played for the Houston Texans. So he had that credibility coming in as a coach and as a former player. And uh, so they were willing to uh, follow him. And um, he's uh, left his imprint on this organization. And, and 
And he's, uh, you know, one of the big reasons, along with C.J. Stroud and Will Anderson, that they're flourishing right now. One of the things that strikes me about D'Amico Ryans and his impact on that franchise is that you mentioned it. He played there. So he, like, that's, I think he looks at it as this is my franchise. Uh, And in many ways, uh, our hockey team here, Rod Brindamore, the head coach, is the, you know, arguably the best hurricane player ever. And the franchise matters to him. So Mm -hmm. I wonder, you're being around the team, does that translate? Does that belief, does that, does it, the fact that it means more where he's the head coach as opposed to that he is a head coach, is that translating? Absolutely, and that's a great analogy. Um, D'Amico Ryans was, he was drafted to the Texans in 2006, and he was voted a team captain his rookie year. Um, they nicknamed him Cap, and uh, he played there for six years. So he he was part of the, one of the original one of the first teams. You know, team was um, created before he got there, but it was in the early years that D'Amico Ryans was there and was a captain, and he was part of the first playoff team. So he means a lot to the franchise, and and this franchise means a lot to him. The Carolina Panthers wanted to interview. D'Amico Ryans, but D'Amico Ryans had his eyes set on the Houston Texans coaching job, and and they really wanted him. Um, So he didn't do many interviews, um, and uh, it just kind of fell into place. And uh, you can just tell, you know, he wants to bring the excitement back uh, to Houston because uh, they definitely lost that in the years where, um, you know, they started to have uh, those losing seasons and Deshaun Watson situation happened. Um, And now he's kind of bringing that excitement back. The Deshaun Watson situation happened. Man, it's amazing how long ago <laughs> that feels. Yeah. Uh, it just it feels like it was forever ago, and maybe it was, to be perfectly honest. Uh, it's got to be four years removed at this point. Uh, no franchise is probably happier to be out from under all of that. Uh-huh. Has any of that been repaired in the community? Hey, it's Adam Golden. I'm in studio with my friend, Coach Pete DeRuta with the Capital Financial Advisory Group. Is it ever too soon to seek out you and your expertise? Really, there's no too soon. It's time to get serious. So if you're 50 or over, we call it the financial red zone. And that's when really it's time for you to take control of your money and, and make sure you have a firm on your side that's a fiduciary planning firm, which means they take your side at all times. Now, we'll do this for the next 10 of you who call. This is a $1,000 value, but I'm going to waive my planning fee to make sure you get your total retirement plan and you get on the right path for retirement. Call 888-843-0013, 888-843-0013, or text ADAM to 600-700. Adam Gold is a paid spokesman. Investment advisory services offered by Capital Financial Advisory Group, a North Carolina registered investment advisor. You know what? I I think I, I don't know that it, it exactly has. I think people have um, tried to move on, but it still lingers there. Um, you know, I think people are are still upset with how, you know, things ended, how they felt like Deshaun Watson uh, was supposed to be the face of the franchise for many years to come. And then, um, you know, he is uh, you know, accused of, of all these serious allegations. And, I, you know, I don't know that it has uh, properly been um, repaired yet. Um, I think it still uh, lingers on, but I think people have tried to, you know, move past it as, as, as much as possible. I think football fans, more than any other sport, only think about this year. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just, whatever happened last year, heck, we don't even remember who was on our team last year. All right, John Alexander, before I let you go, uh, give me a scouting report on how the Texans approach 
their offense. I I mean, I know they don't have a great running game, to, and that's yeah. probably putting it mildly. Uh, so obviously they they try to run off the pass. Uh, yeah. What what do they do well? Who are I mean the main threats? I know Robert Woods gives them a veteran presence, and they have a good tight end in Dalton Schultz. Uh, but what? Yeah. G- give me a scouting report on the way they attack the game. Yeah, they've recently started to use the pass to try to open up the running game because the running game was struggling. And uh, that was a big emphasis in uh, Bobby Sloak's offense. He had to run the football to be successful, but somehow he tried to figure out a way to overcome that. They're still going to try to run the football, but try to use a little bit more Devin Singletary and, and Damian Pierce uh, together. Uh, but two guys to watch out for, Nico Collins, um, big wide receiver, fast, long strides, uh, can make the deep play, and Tank Dell. Small guy, five foot eight, one hundred sixty-five pounds. Um, who, who's another big play threat? Rookie. Uh, those two guys are guys you want to watch out for because they can uh, make the big play in a hurry, and 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 then that that can get CJ Stroud going. Um, so Nico Collins and, and Tank Dell are guys to watch for on an offense. A big play threat. That is something that Bryce Young would love to have, but does not. Uh, <laughs> that is the. I mean, honestly, that. I, I know Bryce has gotten a lot of uh, a lot of heat, but other than Adam Thielen, there's just not anything there, and that's uh, that is a major problem. I wouldn't worry about down the field either. If my if the my opponent couldn't get down the field, uh, I would just crowd the line of scrimmage and swallow everything up, which is what most teams do. Uh, Jonathan Alexander covers the Houston Texans for the Houston Chronicle at John M. Alexander on Twitter. Thank you very much, man. It's good to catch up. We'll talk to you soon. Definitely. Thanks for having me. You got it. John Alexander here on the Adam Gold Show. I chose William Peace University because of the small class sizes. I feel that you get more one-on-one time with teachers. With class sizes like about 16 per teacher, you can really get that one-on-one help a lot of students need. A 12 to 1 student to faculty ratio is just one of the many reasons students choose William Peace University. Extra attention starts day one for career planning with their Career Services Center. Find out all they have to offer at peace.edu.